due to some violent content, parental discretion is advised. Cast with your hosts Greg, Mike, and Shaft. Hey, how's it going? It's going alright. I'm counting down. Okay. So to make sure I got a little engine music in there for Richard. Ah. Oh brother. So <laughs> Oh brother. <laughs> last show of the year, definitely. Oh yes. Yes, we're oh. recording uh should I say the date and time? Oh, why not? Who cares? Alright, so we're here on the thirtieth. But by the time you're hearing this, it'll be the 31st, unless, of course, you don't actually download this until sometime later, but it'll be available for just in time for New Year's Eve. All right, let's get this out of the way real quick. Back off the jaw, Jack, and it's time for mail call. We didn't oh, have a lot. Jumping right into it. Okay. Oh, yeah. Just got to keep it moving. Oh. Uh, you know, that's, that's one thing that I got to say in the hub that, uh, you know, our host is real good at, getting those segues, moving on, and... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't let the... Their tangents run too far. Too far. So we just, I only had two emails. One from Doug, which we'll just mention real quick that, uh, you know, we've made a reference about Red and Blue, the Halo guys. And I couldn't remember the group is called Rooster Teeth. Um, Rooster they're based Teeth. out of Austin, Texas. Yeah. It's kind of a weird name. I don't, I don't, maybe it means something to those people. Now we'll get another email from Doug telling us what it really means. I don't know. Um, and then you know the, the the email I was really kind of surprised was was uh, guys, but leave it to guy to find all this out because guys guy seems to have an inside track to a lot of things. I don't yeah, know. Uh, you gotta wonder where he gets some of this stuff. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I've sat and looked through a lot of the photographs in the um, archives when we used to go up there uh, when we were employees, and you know it was rare to see a photo with Walt well, with a cigarette that looked like a publicity photo, yet. You know, he attached with one, two, three, Not four, five, nine. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, maybe pictures of Walt enjoying a cigarette. And some of them are obviously publicity photos. And so thanks, um, you know, a guy to, to giving us all these. I did not know. And this is kind of my segue into I saw um, Saving Mr. Banks a few days ago. And, you know, they really kind of tried to stay away from any cigarette smoking and even add a throwaway line in there about, you know, doesn't like the public to see his nasty habit or something like that. Really? And I don't know that he actually really considered. And I mean, obviously he smoked all his life. I don't, you know, know that, uh, he considered it a nasty habit. I mean, he's sitting on main street right here with Burl Ives. I think that's main street. Um, it is Burl Ives. <laughs> yeah. Smoking away. Burl's got a, uh, a cigar. Yeah. The Walt's got a cigarette and you know, so, you know, so uh, knock yourself out. I mean, this guy's smoking all the time. And there's one on the floor. There's a there's a butt. There's a yeah, finished yeah, finished butt on the floor <laughs> of that one. Uh, you know, which which um, well, maybe it was Richard that mentioned it last time that you know this whole two finger thing came up more because Walt always had a cigarette between his <laughs> fingers. So when he was pointing, he had to hold the cigarette. And it was like two fingers. You know, and if that's the truth, that'd be hilarious. Behind it, it is 
diehard funny. That that if that's the truth, that needs to go on that that uh, History Channel show that you know tells you that the history you've learned as a kid is, is wrong. all wrong. <laughs> Have you ever watched one of those shows? He comes to no conclusions in any of them. No, of uh, course not. Actually, one show he did, uh, the one about the Texas Wall. Um, but most of them, and Karen, I'm like, why are we still watching this? Because we know we're it's not going to get, get an answer. But we, the stuff is interesting, right? He did one on Vikings the other day, and that one was fairly conclusive. But, um, yeah, I, I hate those shows. You know, I understand Ancient Aliens. I'm not going to get true answers because it's all speculation and it's fun. But this one, he's trying to say he knows all this stuff and he's a geologist, and, and then you don't get any answers. And it's, it, I find that frustrating. But uh, anyways, have either one of you seen uh, Saving Mr. Banks? Negative. I saw Frozen. Not yet. We're going to see Frozen tomorrow. Uh, I could have saw a pirated copy at my in-laws, but I refused to watch any of the pirated movies. In fact, Saving Mr. Banks was playing in one room when I was over there at Christmas. I I told them, I said, you're putting people like me out of work. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm like, I've been trying to get a job with Deluxe mastering these things, and, you know, they're laying people off, and they're not hiring people because, you know, one, their sales are sales are down, and two, people like you pirate it. I said, and they're, they're like, uh-huh. I said, do you steal the food you're eating? Do you steal the clothes you're wearing? <laughs> they, they, they consider it a victis, victimless crime. Victimless crime. crime. <laughs> they don't get it. You know, it's don't not prostitution. It. You know, it's it's stealing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so it's too bad uh, – Richard can't see these pictures, but the um, the one in color, oh. yeah. Out of all the pictures he attached, only one's in color. Yes, it doesn't look like Walt at all. No, it doesn't it's it's a God. It's like an in between era that we we don't see him correct him of much. Um, very similar to the the picture above it, but I don't know, maybe a little heavier in the face, but still kind of skinny. Yeah, you're right. It does. See, I grew up with the third picture of Walt. That's how. Yes. I we all did, yeah, Walt sure. That's Uncle Walt, yeah. Yeah, so that's why I wasn't that impressed with Tom Hanks playing him in the in the film. He did a good job, but Tom Hanks has a voice that is just not Walt, you know. Um, and even in that picture where he's holding the cup with the the plaid girl, he's still got a cigar <laughs> going, or a little mini cigar. I can't yeah. tell which. Looks um, like a mini cigar. And, you know, Tom Hanks is a fine actor, and I think he did a good job, but he's, you know, I, I talked to somebody else that used to work at the studio this weekend, and he had seen, he he felt the same thing I was saying. I, like, I, I said, just, Tom Hanks didn't do it for me. He, I mean, he was a good guy, but he just didn't do, he wasn't Walt. Okay, you know? so without saying names, yes. is that person you, you talked to? You know him. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. tell me, tell me the, the, the Walt in the color picture doesn't look like that guy. You oh, you think he looks like the guy? Okay, so the Walt in the colored picture. You think he looks like the the common person we're yes. talking? Yes, don't you think? Could a little bit, yeah. I could see that a little bit, yeah. I'm trying to figure out who the guy he's talking to is. It's like I think I should know him, but I can't quite put my finger. Oh, on. maybe guy will tell us. Um, so anyway, you can pass the pictures this way. Yeah, well, download your email. Yeah, log to your <laughs> webmail and you'll see. I'm sorry. Doofus. Um, <laughs> Let me see if I can drop one in there <laughs> for you to see. <laughs> no, I'm going all over this damn thing, and I can't find the damn pictures that you're trying to tell me. Of. I will see that. It would be the most recent mail you got. Said so Walt yeah, the Smoker the, yeah. is the subject. Look at the dates. It was um, Christmas Day. Christmas Day, boy. Okay, I don't have anything from November, uh, from from November in. Let me try it again. 
It's really weird. I know. I, okay. But it's interesting. Guy gave us a few tidbits that um, on that episode. Well, yeah, uh, this may be uh, that may be true. With, with what was taken with photos of him not smoking. He says, uh, but I've seen a bunch of photos where he is. Towards the end of his life, over half of the U.S. men smoked. And he gave some place to cite his um, his uh, information. Anyways. Um, so going back to the film, it, I found it interesting when they were trying to make Disneyland look like 1963, uh, 64, and, and how they really had to use a shallow depth of field. And, you know, if, of course, if you know anything about the park, and you know that it was, uh, you know, current day, but what are you going to do, CGI the whole damn thing? I actually, um, our common friend told us they, the castle was CGI to make it look like it did, and I didn't. That didn't really stand out to me, but um, you know the rest of it. In fact, you know, I was talking to him about. You know, I've been through a lot of those photos. In fact, probably all the photo binders in the archives, and I've never seen a picture of him at Disneyland with her, and I still question that a little bit. And uh, I'd read an article, well, actually. Um, Let's see if Richard knows this. Richard's pretty good in this kind of stuff. Who wrote The City on the Edge of Forever in Star Trek? I know. Shoot. DC Fontana. Uh, nope. I can't oh. think of the name right now. Was it You're, DC Fontana? It was absolutely not. Uh, uh, then who's the other? Uh, no, this is a guy that worked for Disney for like a half Ellison. A Ellison. Break, nope. Oh, yes. Um, Harlan. Harlan. Har Harlan Ellison. Yeah. I want to say it. Okay. That's uh, not who I was thinking, so I'll just... Who were, who were you thinking, Richard, just out of curiosity? Um, he wrote a lot of... He wrote a number of Twilight Zones and some other uh, uh, science fiction stories, and I'm trying to... I cannot Actually, think of his name. You, I think you're thinking of the right guy. You just got the wrong name, because um, he did... He was a sci-fi writer, famous sci-fi writer. He's still alive, and uh, he has written uh, a bunch of things. So you're probably right but just have the name wrong. Well, he went to uh, YouTube and gave a very, very unflattering complaint, review, whatever you want to call it, on saving Mr. Banks. A, a to the point that he's just like what cursing. What are you doing? Oh, this is this is the. I just happened to pull up the video because I was trying to find the guy's name. All I will say is this, and the, it is not pleasant. So, listen to this. I hope the people who were there from Disney who treated me excellently well and said you're famous and we love you, we love your work, and they said there's a legend around Disney that you worked here for a day, and I said, well, the legend is true, but the time frame is not quite right. It was three or four hours. <laughs> uh, that no one else will take offense at this. I know Disney uh, will not, because I'm going to say that this film is a refurbishing of Walt Disney's godlike image, which he spent his entire life creating. And it is so fucking manipulative <laughs> that if one has spoken to other people who have worked at Disney for parsimonious wages or have worked on animation for what they considered peon wages. Now, it's funny. This is four minutes and 59 seconds into a 10-minute rant, 
and he's just getting to the meat of it. <laughs> uh, I, I dropped the picture in the chat window so Richard could see the one I'm talking okay. about. Um, but anyway, I found this kind of interesting. I mentioned to this this uh, this common friend because he saw it at the studio and he saw it with a bunch of... Uh, in fact, one of the people that is represented in the film, he saw the film with. Um, you can take a wild stab at that because there's only so many people represented in the film. Sure. But uh, he said, oh, yeah, great, great dramatic license taken in this film. Uh, but it was still good. It was, I mean, uh, it was a w- well-made movie, a well-done story. You know, the way they they seamlessly tied in uh, the, you know, the backstory of um, P.L. Travers and the current story going on at the same time. Done very well. And I uh, can't think of her name right now. The, Emma Thompson. The, Emma Thompson was wonderful. What's funny is some people had posted, oh, you got to sit all the way through the credits. Because at the end, there's this... Uh, uh, re- recording of P.L. Travers and the Sherman Brothers. So in my mind, see, and this is all about, you know, when we were talking about the script last week, how you write it and what you see in your mind. When people were writing this, what I was seeing in my mind was there was going to be a black and white film, you know, at the end, some late, like, little recording session that I was going to see where they're interacting. What it was is through the first part of the credits, you actually heard the tape playing because she insisted that all these sessions get recorded okay so there's a little tape player kind of playing on the screen and credits are going up and you're listening to one of the sessions so you hear the sherman brothers and you hear the direct the script writer and you hear her so i was expecting this at the end and then the other things oh there's such a great tribute to diane at the end you know the tribute was her name her birth and her death (laughs) the date and i'm like Again, I had, you know, this image in my mind that they might, her picture might come up, they might say something, but it's, it was like loving memory, Diane, or something like that. And I was saw it in the pack theater. It was a big, you know, big stadium theater, and we had to sit down in the lower area, the last row. Oh, yuck. But it was okay, because it's a big enough theater that even in the lower area, on the back row, the lower area, you weren't, like, craning your neck. So it was a pretty good-sized theater, but it was packed. A lot of old people, a lot of sniffling, a lot of crying going on through the really? film. Yeah, it's 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 you know I of course I manned up I couldn't do any of that but there there's some touching moments in the film, um, but as people were filing out and climbing over me because I wouldn't get up because I'm waiting for all these great credits and these things I'm supposed to see at the end, and I heard somebody say, "Huh, that must be a sister." <laughs> when, when Diane's <laughs> now granted we're not they're not all fans. A lot of people were there because maybe they enjoyed the movie and they kind of wanted to see the story. They're not all. Yeah, Disney fans per se, you know. The Mary Poppins fans, probably. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and Karen's like, "Wow, you know, I never really liked the movie. I always thought it was depressing. Now I might have to take a relook at it." She goes, "It's still depressing, but I understand why now." It's um, depressing because so, she leaves at the end. No, she just thought the whole movie was a downer movie. Uh, to her, it wasn't uplifting. It was she always, you know. She's talking about Mary Poppins. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I was asking, does she think Mary Poppins is depressing because she leaves at the end, or? No, just the whole tone of the movie, everything about the movie, you know, huh, okay. parents that aren't interested, it seems like, you know, uh, just a lot of downer things in the in the film. Um, gotcha. So anyways, uh, did you notice at the end of the email, Guy said, full disclosure, I've never had a cigarette in my life. <laughs> yes, I, I didn't understand why he felt the need to put to that t- in there. <laughs> yeah, I, he's just being funny because that's the way he is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I, I highly recommend the movie. I think it's. Uh, do, do you need to see it in the theater? Mm, you know, 
I'd like to. I'd like to. You know, if you had to take your choice between one or the other, you know, like another Disney movie or another big movie, I don't know. But I enjoyed seeing it. I just, Tom Hanks just wasn't Walt Disney to me. I think he tried, tried to do a really good job. I just, you know, his voice was just too. Tom Hanks. Is it Tom, Woody? Too much Woody? Yeah. Too little <laughs> sweet here and there, you know, just. They, 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 there's a little weight on him, so he tried to kind of look, but you just, you know. Or that famous laugh from the money pit. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, he starts just joking. Yeah, but anyway, a good film, good film. So you haven't seen Frozen? I will see that tomorrow. Okay. Now, like I, say, I saw a portion before I walked out of the room. Um, so this- how about the the short at the beginning? Richard, have you seen Frozen? No, they no, didn't. Play, sh- they oh. didn't short at the beginning of the the you know the downloaded copy they okay. found. The short at the beginning is delightful. Is it delightful? Just delightful. I can't. I can't think of a better way. Single word description of that. It's just delightful. Can't say well, enough about how delightful. Well, no, I'm you know I'm not going to gush or whatever. But I, I when it was done, you know, I, I just said to myself, you know, that I was tickled, right? Because I was giggling through it. Because some of the, you just get so much throwback Mickey Mouse. Is that a Mickey Mouse short? Yes. Okay. So you, you haven't heard? You haven't heard? You know nothing about it? No. No. All right. Yeah, is it done in like a hand-drawn look or is it done with, you know, like CGI a viewfinder look? Do you want me to tell you or do you want to be unspoiled? No, I'll be just, I'll be unspoiled. Okay. Then, then pay attention to the credits of the voice. Oh, okay. Okay. I will. All right. Okay. I'm um, looking at the picture. <laughs> I want to, well, I finally got the mail up too. Oh, okay. Awesome. Did you give him the color? Uh, yes. I want to say that's, that's Mark Davis. That he's talking to in the color picture? I didn't think yeah. Mark Davis, but it could be. Well, it's an old picture, so Mark Davis is much younger, obviously. So I, I'm trying to pull up some old pictures of Mark Davis. I thought he looked a little more ethnic than Mark Davis. The next Atencio, maybe. He's ethnic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, It's definitely not X. So now uh, you're getting ready to go across. T- yes, I'm flying what? over some country. But I, um, I'll just give you, you know, to a real up, quick update. I went to um, Knott's Berry Farm on Christmas Eve. I we saw. usually go to Disneyland. No annual passes, uh, you know, nothing available to go. So we got some tickets from the in-law and went to uh, Knott's. And I was considering buying a, an annual pass there. Because they're dirt cheap. Three convenient or six convenient payments of $13. Yeah, uh, no kidding, huh? But I, I think I'm changing my mind Uh Partly because there's just they're they're giving it an effort to clean some things up, um, but there's just not a whole lot that I feel I can safely ride because you know I know the safely the, the, mean as in taking your life in your own hand safely no or? safely as I don't want to crawl off the ride because my back is you know displayed. Ah, gotcha. I, you know I know the Disney rides well enough and I know what, well enough when not to ride certain ones. Uh, like Everest, because the thing going backwards just jacks my back up. So if I'm like on the verge of thinking and I, you know, shouldn't do certain things, if that's an attraction, I'll skip. Um, and you know, accelerator looks like a lot of fun, but and it looks smooth enough, but you never know. Um, you know, they've got I forgot what it's called, Pony Express. That one I could do. That's no. We did else. that. That that ride's lame. It is lame. Don't we? We did it with uh, yeah, with Chris when yep. we went to it's not Halloween Hot way back in the way back. So you know they just they just redid the uh, animatronics and the log ride, 
and they're getting ready to do the mine train this uh, before summer. And, you know, they did such a good job of keeping the look of the way it was originally. To me, it didn't look like it had changed a whole lot. Really? Because they're still like, you know, just the head moves or just the arm moves. You know, they kept them in the spirit of the original Hurlbutt rides. They did add some stuff, which kind of takes away the whole idea of it was a logging company. And, you know, now there's this like a couple other things going on. But, you know, it's a swift moving, much swifter than uh Flash or something like that. Yeah, it hauls ass actually. Oh yeah, and sometimes I'm trying. You know, I'm viewing the whole attraction. We only went on it once through my eyepiece because I'm you know, <laughs> videotaping. No, I didn't. I just snapped some pictures, and it just, you know, maybe that was part of my problem. But I went back and looked at some of the, the photos, and it just again, it 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 still kind of feels like it it did before. Uh, and then there was some new paint and stuff like that. But I don't know. It just. It just didn't do it, and then just some of the stuff they've done to ruin that park. Like, I'm, not, you know, okay, ruin, up. really? Oh yeah, uh, Haunted Shack being gone. Oh well, okay, but that's been gone for a long time. It has, but and my problem is not taking it out because I'm, I'm you know, I'm not going to get on like we do with Disneyland. Is there, you know, Sacred Cow? Um, no, not. But what what they replaced it with, which is a a um, subcontracted attraction, so it costs you. You've already paid your one fee entry but you have got to pay again to ride this particular attraction and it's and, run by different people than not sperry farm too say subcontractor what yeah. what yeah it's it's an outside you know subcontractor that's coming in right running this one particular attraction what is it i don't it's like some boomerang thing costs you another five bucks you sit in it they swing you around sort of like a car it's like that i think what is it called kamikaze where you got two people or two car cars at either end of the boom and you can sit Okay, and you, back pay, back. and you pay extra to ride that? Five bucks. And people line up to do it? Uh, there, no, there wasn't really any people. There were people riding it, but they weren't lined up. Yeah, and it's kind of like what Richard said, but this one's like two. Uh, so there's like two pods, and they kind of swing counter to each other. Yeah, I'm, I okay, I can visualize but, it. Okay, but the problem is what, what they've done by removing the shack was really screwed up the continuity. So now you can see right into the graveyard. Okay, so then you go to the graveyard side, and you've got you can see right out into the roaring twenties. And then you also have the pony express coming through it, which kind of screws up the mural and everything on the back of the, the old John Wayne theater or good time theater, whatever they call it now. So some of that continuity and theming there is just jacked to hell, you know? Mm. Um, and that's kind of what, what I mean. And then you walk in the park, you know, you used to have, you know, just the, the um, covered wagons, right. For the, 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 stunt show now you got this big silver bullet big huge you know pylons for this this you know attraction Which is in ghost town that looks a lot it's a lot of fun but again i haven't ridden it because i'm worried about jacking myself to death um i have ridden silver bullet that one is very enjoyable it looks really good and for richard to say that who's not a roller coaster person you know by any means um and i and it's- i didn't I did not rub. You gonna say, Richard? I was gonna say it's extremely smooth. It doesn't have any of the bumpiness or bounce. It's very smooth, and it it actually felt more like flying than being on a roller coaster. Interesting. And then, of course, of course there's the one that I just couldn't wait to ride uh, years ago when I first went in the big wooden one, which is called um, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Thank you. Rattle the hell out of you. Yeah, wooden I mean, coasters are not known for their smoothness. No, not at all. And think of Colossus and then 
ratchet up, you know, a couple <laughs> notches for the, the and it, you know, you know, I've got a little bit of the belly going, and the the way the bar came down was like hitting right in it, which I think is puke, you know. But my, I came off, and my back was so hurting. And again, so, you know, it was fun. It was a good ride. I, th- I think it's a really nice roller coaster. But I, I and I kind of look at you know what can I do at this park? Would it be worth the money? And um, we you know we went to the Birdcage Theater, saw the uh, the Gift of the Magi. They did a nice little job of um, putting that that story on. But you know, unless you could go in there just kind of eat and hang out, I don't know if uh, if I do it. And they've you know they replaced some of the rides in the Roaring Twenties. They got rid of the Perilous Plunge, and they put in three off the shelf roller or three off the shelf rides one roller coaster is a wild mouse it's it's it reminds me of the dinosaur one and dca i'm sorry not dca animal kingdom oh the tilt the the tilt the world, not the tilt the world. yeah yeah primeval world yeah it's it's a lot like that except there's no theming to it and then they've got these couple other little well, like, i would i would say the theming of primeval world is pretty minimal too yeah, take take that. Well, pretty much strip off anything that that has, and that's what this other one is just standing right out in the okay. field, you know. Um, and then a couple other little twirly a scrambler, right? right? They put a scrambler back in. Yeah, one just two swing things, you know, like go in a circle. Uh, nothing, nothing big. So, you know, when you look at it from that point of view, um, yeah, I don't know. And you know, and their sign when we went in said all attractions open, and of course Montezuma's Revenge was closed. <sighs> Really? That's one of it's my. Not an attraction. That's one. Of, yes, that's one of my favorite uh, attractions. And then what was the other one that was kept closing? Which is a lousy roller coaster, anyways. The Amazon themed one, if you can call it theming. It's just the the queue that's themed a little bit uh, over there in Fiesta Village. It's it's uh, not Amazon. It's Inc like Inca or Aztec. Uh, can't remember what it's uh, called. I don't can't tell you. But it's not it's not a very good roller coaster. Um, so anyways, I don't know. Trip report was, uh, you know, once every few years, if that is, you know, more than enough at Snotsbury Farm. And they were they were, you know, because when we went to hunt, how many years ago was that? And I, I bought I bought some tickets online. Right. Yeah. And I've been getting emails. I get emails from them. I get emails and every week. They were pounding the crap out of me there at the end. Almost every other day. Not too late. 13, well, yeah. Six payments, thirteen bucks. The, the, one, the one I was getting this year was saying, and you'll get one more, you know, one free entry this year. You know, like in 2013, we could have got, you know, one entry, and then 2014, the thing starts up. Uh, parking, they rape you for fifteen bucks. You know, oh, that's Disney. Knotts was famous though for generations of having free, free parking. parking. Well, you could also you could also park at the hotel there at the corner and walk. They charge up there though, I thought. Yeah, they do. You got to be careful where you park because we used to park just in, you know, because Karen's parents live in the track right behind it. And that the rear entry wasn't open. And that track now has signs that says, uh, you know, track only, no theme park parking. But we figured we can park in our parents' house. Sure. Um, but that back entrance wasn't open. It was just open for employees. So you had to walk all the way around? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, and the food, a lot of the food choices weren't open when the park first opened. And, you know, that's one been one of my complaints there. Um, the last few times, but you know, it, it looked a little better than the last time I'd been there with uh, John, I think, but still there's, there's some room to go. And uh, I know they're trying to put some money into it, but it, you know, it, you, it's kind of like, like, you got half the park only kids can ride. You got a half a park that only 
adults can ride, and you got maybe well, see, you got three. You got a third and a third and a third. You got a third that's maybe family oriented, a third that's you know adult only, and a third that's kid only, just because of what they are. It doesn't sound like money's a problem though. It sounds like operational decisions. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it's hard to say. They, I, well, I want to say that my brother-in-law who works there said this was a downer year for him. Uh, even some of the haunts weren't uh, sold out. And, uh, well, and That's usually their big thing that carries them. Sure. Here, so. so anyways, that is my... Uh, my Trip to Knott's. The Snotsbury Farm, our little backyard amusement park. You know, uh, by the time we record again, you're going to take care of that beeping, right? I don't know. They, you know, what's funny is File sent me a thing to t- tell me they recognize through their system that I need to replace that. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, no, you need to replace it. It's your equipment. I'm not paying for that well, stupid backup battery. But you can shut it off. I know that. And unplug it. Well, it's to Files. I need it to run the internet. Wait, if you shut that off, then your internet goes down? Well, yeah, because that's like that's like the. Uh, it's a UPS, right? It's a UPS in the middle of the system. But they should go into a pass-through mode where they stop, where you can disable the alarm. Yeah, I've never went back. It's back in the corner. I've never went okay. back. Look, it, there might it might be. Yeah, and might cover be. with blankets or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. The, the, the yeah, the the battery is outrageously expensive, and I can't believe they want me to buy it. It's their equipment, bastards. So. You are getting ready to yes. go over flyover country. Going to Florida. Going to Walt Disney World. Now, we're going on a shoestring. Will, will John still be there when you get I there? I think so, because we're leaving. He's there now, right? And, he, yeah, he just got there a day or two ago. And we're leaving the day of the half minute. We're leaving on Friday the 10th. And he might be there for the he, marathon. I think yeah. he's there to run, yeah. So Everybody's been down there running lately. So, uh, yeah. So, we're going on a shoestring. We, uh, we've, we're staying yeah, but, at... What do you mean by that? What what why why shoestring and what does shoestring mean to you? Shoestring means that we're relying on uh, certain somebody to sign you in. Yes, you know? and you know cast member discount to um, for lodging and dining and things like that. Okay, so where where how long are you staying? We're staying eight days. And where mm-hmm. are you staying? We're staying at the Pop Century. Okay, which is and- which, which is in the which is on the uh, next gen system, so we got Magic Bands mailed to us. Okay, and why did you choose uh, Pop? Dollars. Okay, so you wanted to go value, and if you go value, Pop is really kind of the the sure. value of choice. Sure, right? and it, you know, what's your choice? Is All Star or Pop? Art of Animation is is considered a value, but it's it's the sweet ones, right? But it, no. yeah, and it's also on everyone's radar, so it's always booked. And well, I, the All Stars. I stayed. Yeah, that was my first experience with the values, and I had a good time. They were packed. We happened to be there in spring break, but um, I do like Pop, and Pop has been the one I tend to return to if I go value. So, um, I just I just want to get your feeling. Yeah, for- no, I'm I'm we're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it'll be the first time we're staying in a value. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, you've never. Well, you, so you're now coming down to the to to our level. Huh? Yeah. Well, you know it's. Again, we're we're going in a. There's twelve of us in this group, and three now, of them three of them are, you know, kind of. Uh, they're the ones that are helping. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, that's my next question. Twelve. One one three. guy and people and it's not working. Say again. 
So I said, with 12 people, one guy signing in is not working. So no, no, there's there's three people on the trip, plus a couple of other people they know that aren't with us that they know that will be there anyway. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then one of the people's leaving early. It, it, it anyway. So we we're going there. It, we uh, we have we're getting sign you know sign in. We got pop century for cheap. Are you uh, red eyeing or are you? No, or? no. We're leaving at eight in the morning. Changing planes in Atlanta. Oh, but you know, I, the airfare was also a hundred dollars less to drive down to San Diego. Hmm. So, uh, but the the thing that got us all jazzed up was, you know, the Magic Bands appeared in the mail. Oh, we get to play with the next gen stuff. Well, now, guess, what do you call it next? Is that what everybody's calling it? Next gen? Isn't that that? That's what the you can. Is that what Disney's calling it? That's a Disney. Well, that's I, I, I don't know what Disney's calling. It. I think they're calling it that, but. You know, I've heard or whatever. You know, it's funny because um, I've seen, you know, a lot of people seem to be kind of jazzed about the band. I saw some stuff with Lou. He was kind of getting excited. But our one, you know, resident cynic who doesn't think he's a cynic um, just was being na- all nasty about these magic bands and where, you know, where it's taking the parks and you well, know, what planning and stuff like that. So I'm kind of curious. Here's the funny thing is we get the magic band. But we can't do any planning because we don't have admission. Ooh. We haven't bought admission, right? So what we can do with our magic band is get in our room and buy our food. Now, you still have to check in, right? They just don't know you're there and you go to your room. and. Oh, yeah, we check in. We now, it's a band. So you wear it, but do you just flash it in front of the door and it opens? Yeah, or? apparently. Oh, I'll, wow. find, I'll know when I, I'll, yeah, I'll know find, when I get there. If it doesn't work, you'll know. And you can charge to your room probably Correct. with it? You can't. And, and it holds anything that's related to your lodging is contained on it. Well, you said eat. Did you buy? Yes, of course. You bought the dining plan? Yes, yes. Okay. Which, did you go Jabba the Hut? No, Jabba. Okay. So you just went uh, normal. And, and, yeah. Well, I, technically, staying at Pop, you're paying to upgrade to normal because Pop, if you stay at a value, you're actually paying for the, the low end one with the two counter service instead of one and one. Well, see, you know, it's been so long because when I. When I did those, you got per day one counter, one sit down. Have they changed it now? Yeah, they have a what's called a quick service version where it's two counters, no sit down. Can you mix it? See, this is something I've found before. You know, sometimes they don't like to mix things like that. Like I've got one picky eater; she's only going to want to eat counter service. Okay, can I have her counter service and me the other one? I don't know. Do they let you let you mix? Oh, well, they're in a bucket. They're in a bucket, right? When you check in, there's... Well, no, and I get that. Okay, but which they didn't tell me the first time, and it kind of peeved me off once I figured it out, that you don't have to do it per day. It's all, like you said, the bucket. Yeah. But uh, there has been times when I made reservations, like everybody in your room has to be on the plan or something correct. like that. Correct, correct. And I don't know if you can mix, you know, low and high end in the same room. They, they, at, well, at times they've made you all have to have how many restaurants you know are both counter service and table service at the same time are both yeah you can't do both if if there's three people sitting there and you're all on the dining plan are you saying i only want to use the dining plan for these two people and this third person doesn't need any food no that third person might not even be with you because they're that's fine then you're not they're if they're not at the table then you're not taking you're only taken out of the bucket what you're using i understand that but go back to the person who actually books and sells these things. I don't know if they'll sell you one low plan and three high plans. No, they will not. That's, that's no, what no, I mean. No, no, no. You're but all on the it, same level of plan, right. yes. That, but you can manipulate your bucket. 
combined. Correct. Yes. Okay. So I can have a table service lunch and dinner every day while the other person needs all counter service every day. Sure. 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 Yeah. You you can you can yeah. Once I once I found that out and it was only kind of by really paying attention to what was happening to the uh, the receipt they were giving you. I'm like, wait. Duh. Yeah. But they don't like to tell you that. You know? Of course not. And <laughs> and I just found out this two years ago when we went that there is no counter service for kids and counter service for adults. It's only table service where they separate. Yes. yes. Counter service everybody. So I'm yes. thinking, so this trip, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I'm ordering them adult counter service food. Let them, because they're in that transition stage where sometimes they eat a lot, sometimes they don't. So. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, very cool. I, I'm I'm really interested to see what your your feedback. So let's get you. This won't get you into the park, but you have to wear these bands all the time, right? No, you don't have to wear them. The but they're like a like a little rubber band or something. They're a think of a they're a wristband that's about the size of a watch. That yeah, is made out of neoprene right rubber and it's got an RFID chip and a battery buried in it. Let's say you go to a water park. Would you? They're supposed keep to be water. Up? They're supposed to be waterproof. Okay, interesting. Interesting. So wait, but it gets better. Oh, right? so so because of the time we're going. Yeah, yeah. The cast members in question are blocked out of uh, all of all but one park for the first two days we're there. Seriously. So see if you can guess which park will be open for sign-ins on the third and the fourth of January. Magic Kingdom. Nope. Okay, I, you know why I went there first? Because it seems like the obvious one to be blocked. Yes. So I thought, okay, it's going to be ironic day. Yeah, no. um, so, Animal Kingdom Studio. Nope. nope. Epcot. Will be, Seriously, Epcot's the only thing available to us for the first two days are there because of capacity. That yeah. is a big park. And um, and if you look at and I've looked at the hours and yeah. everybody's on extended hours up until Sunday the fifth. Yeah, and then on Monday the sixth they start ramping down, and then our last three nights there, nothing is open late. Oh, everything's well, closed at nine uh, or earlier. Okay, like, well, do, okay, do you consider that bad? Like, are you upset that this is bad timing? No, 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 no. I, I it's, you know, it's did you know this way ahead of time, or is this just news to you now? What do you mean by way ahead of time? Well, when you planned this trip, did you know what the schedule was going to be? Negative. I didn't start looking until we bought our airplane tickets. Okay. Because, you know, I did this in 82 when Mark and I went. And then shortly after, about the time we started, you know, looking at the room, waiting for the room rates to, to or the... Well, uh, that's right. You were playing, waiting, the, the plane, yeah. waiting to see. Yeah. yeah. Then, so we got, you know, we, we all paid. We got our reservation. Then, then the word came out, oh, by the way, we're blocked out of everything but Epcot for the first two days. But you know that's that's not terrible. No, no, our dining, our our first meal is in Epcot anyway that day. What what do you get? What do you get to eat at Epcot the first day? I'm curious. Well, the first full day, because you know we get there in the evening. We're going to yeah. downtown Disney, so we're going to go to the Mexican place, San and Hell. Okay, the, what the inside one or the outside? Inside the, one, I'm sure. Okay. I like that one because see, I'm I've done almost. I I got to try. Norway. I have not eaten it. Norway. Uh, we can't work up the. For some reason, we can't work up the guts to go to Norway. Let me Why? tell you where else we're going. Everybody says that's so good. Because yeah, we're not, what, what? What about? See, I haven't eaten it in France, but I have. I'm not. You know, rushing we, to go. We thought about chefs to France, but we just came from France, and so we don't want to go back to. Yeah, yeah. All right. So San Angel, and then Ohana's Liberty yeah. Tree, which 
Wait, wait, wait. Ohana's not. I thought you were ta- still talking Epcot. You just these are your general. These, dining- this, yeah, this is the order. At so Raglan Road, the day we get there, down from I've, Disney at night. I've only been there for the bar. Have you eaten there? Yes, it's it's normal restaurant food, but the entertainment seems to be, be a. Uh, yeah, that's that's what a lot a of selling like point there. Yeah. So San Angel, the first full day, Ohana's, uh, Liberty Tree, which is our oh. first. Which is like Sunday the fifth, which is the first day we can get into Magic Kingdom. Uh, Monday the sixth, fifties prime time. I like that one. Yeah. Um, on Tuesday, this is our first new place we're going to go to Cape May buffet. Cape May. That's in, in um, Beach Club, I think. Beach or yacht? Beach Club. It's got to be Beach Club. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cape May. It's it's just their general dining room, right? Yeah, it's a buffet. Yeah, yeah. No, we because we stayed there, and that was our. Um, you know, they've got a freaking character meal. At least it was back no, then. No, no. Yeah, character meal is breakfast, lunch. But we went like in there for like a breakfast. Buffet. Yeah, it's, you know, it's nothing special. It's, you know, it's the overpriced uh, coffee shop in a restaurant, in a hotel. You know, that's what it is. It gets high marks for two reasons. The food is actually fairly decent for buffet. And it's it's not on many people's radar, so it's usually not busy. Yeah, uh, well, we had to wait a little bit, but um, I was... You were there yeah. in the summer, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, not that time, I don't think. But yeah, I would, I would definitely probably agree. It's a little off the radar, um, and hotels generally, just because their hotels tend to have, I, I, I just do that. I tend to have pretty good food, I think. Um, but I, I, I think, I don't know. I, I that's a interesting choice. Um, we're, we're, looking, we're looking for something that different, yet done. Yeah, that we hadn't done, and that had something that everyone would eat. Or say, yeah, see, that's always the thing, too, right? Because, you know, there's some that just, you know, the one kid. But, you know, that one kid moved out now, so we're down to only one in the house. Um, that one kid moved out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the the, heart, the the picky eater moved out. But the last <laughs> night, we are like, you know, just go get a hot dog somewhere. We're going to have a nice meal. Uh, go use all our counter services, you know. Sure. And then, uh, and then the next day, we're having, uh, we're eating at the Kona Cafe. We've never done that. Everyone says it's great. Corner? The Kona, Kona Cafe oh, at Kona. Poly, at the Poly. That's, now that's... That's breakfast. That'll be breakfast. Where is that one at? Because I know where, uh, you know, Ohana's... Ohana's second floor. Kona's first floor around the corner. Okay, so you know... Are you know where the escalators... Like a, little, like a little fast or, you know, like a counter service No, thing. it's a table. Huh. You sit down for breakfast. Interesting. That's new since I've been there, too. That's, that's Kona's not new. Is it? I, I don't remember. know. Every, every all our is upstairs in uh, the and it was like the Fine, uh, quick service burgers and fries and yeah, it had decent fast food breakfast, now but it was still fast look. food downstairs. Yeah, I want to say even though the fast food went downstairs had an interesting name that had nothing to do with uh, it was like a Peter Pan or Captain Hook wasn't even uh, Polynesian, but that like I might be totally off. Kona Cafe, Walt Disney World Resort. All our friends, all our all our internet podcasting friends, love the Kona Cafe. Really? See, we don't do breakfast. I gotta admit, we don't do a lot of breakfast. Um, the one time that we ate breakfast at the, the Cape May was just because the kids weren't ready. We were thought, well, let's just go have. You know, we we had extra. I think we hadn't used some of our dining things. We're like, ah, let's just go to the. There's go. a there's a picture. Okay. And it's in the big house. It's in the. You know, it's funny. I always thought in France there was only one restaurant. There's I think two. Until, until Will told me there's one upstairs and one downstairs. I didn't realize there were two. One is high dollar. One is uh, 
not so much. That looks nice. I just didn't realize. So this is probably more like their coffee shop than. Yes. It says it's downstairs. Huh. I. I I wonder wonder if it's next to that gift shop. I don't know. I, well, the shop's right to the left when you walk in, right? And that's at least the last time yeah. there. Was and I think it's around the corner from there. Oh, okay. Interesting. Wonder yeah. how long it's been here. So, and then the rest, the uh, tep, the teppanyaki, and then Rose and Crown on our last day, and then so well, the only two new places are Cape May and, and the Kona Cafe. Everything else is. Yeah, and Rose. <coughs> oh, sorry about that. Rose and Crown. That's a that's a good one. Um, okay. Don't you know? To be honest, I actually almost prefer the quick service at the fish and chips yeah because the fish and chip i felt like they got cooked better in the smaller pieces i i got the fish and chip in the restaurant it was one huge piece it just i don't know it didn't feel like it was cooked quite as well vincent got the steak and it was way overcooked well you know brits how do they 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 don't know how to cook a steak and um but you know it's a great location if you time it right yeah our reservation is for 640 and if we do get out on the patio i guarantee you we're gonna be there till nine o'clock yeah, yeah, we got, like, we, got we didn't even ask for it. We got, you know, right down. Uh, I've eaten next, there, I think, three twice times. Twice or three times. The first time we got outside and dessert was coming just as, as Illuminations was starting, so that was cool. Uh, second time, we ate inside, and I want to say if we did eat a third time, was also inside. We only got outside once, so. Yeah, two Mouse Fest. Well, actually, one Mouse Fest, I know we were outside, but up towards where you first come in. And then there was the, t- the ten day trip. I don't know if that was Mouse Fest or no. We went in October, so that wouldn't have been Mouse Fest, right? That that would have been when we went for food the twenty fifth and yeah, food and wine twenty fifth of Epcot. And we were inside. Actually, I kind of liked it on the inside. Everybody's like running to the windows and seeing. I'm like, yeah, let's just yeah, eat because that show's not that good anyway. So yeah, exactly. The music's good, but you know, popping off a few fireworks is nothing exciting. Not the way they do it. But um, so yeah, I'll be a. Uh, so you're, you're only really trying two new things, and they're not really way out Food-wise, yeah, no, it's yeah. not that way out there. We thought yeah. of Hoop-de-doo, but... Are the kids still kind of picky? What's what's the deal? Mm. Uh, I think they'd like the Hoop-de-doo. In fact, I was surprised. You know, like Richard and Karen and I saw the Hoop-de-doo together back in, uh, I don't know, 86. Packed. When Karen and I and the kids went, not real, real packed. We were fa- fairly close to the front. Food is... Phenomenal, but I think well, I thought it was phenomenal. I think it takes two, two dining. It does credits. take two dining credits. So we were we toyed with it. We almost did it, and then as we're talking about it, then that's when the conversation came up. The kids wanted to go back to the teppanyaki place. I'm like, really, really, really? They, so they like the little show you get. With yeah, the I, I must. They, they said, have, the place that makes the volcano out of onions. <laughs> that's. Yeah. Have you been to the newer one after the rehab, or did you? Yes, I've been to both before and after. It's not really different. Your kids, though, it's 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 normal fare. It's it's almost Sir George's fare. But if you're out at the campground, the place right next to um, the Hoopty Doo, I forgot what Davy Crockett's uh, Cafe or something. It's a it's a Could be. buffet. But, you know, it's fried chicken. It's mashed potatoes. It's like you know, manly American. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they asked for the, the Asian stuff, so all right, that's, fine. Well, I I dig that place. We had a we had a really good time there. Yeah, uh, we always do. We always have fun. Yeah. So, uh, going to see Test Track 2.0. See if it's the letdown that everybody seems to think it is. Now, why now why are people saying it's a letdown? What 
I mean, obviously there was no track changes. There's, I, I guess, some theming changes, correct? I mean, what's the big? I, are you are you at all aware of what they've done? You know, I think I looked at a little bit of video when it was first done, but you know, I've been kind of depressed and I can't get back out there. <sighs> okay, so, so it's no longer it's no longer you are a crash test dummy going through uh, vehicle tests, right? Yeah, all that's gone. This, so the track's the same, but now you're like it's almost Tronish. Yeah, yeah, I saw glow neon lights, and you just zoom around. You're now you're like building your car while you're in the queue, or something. I guess so. You know that. See, I'm looking forward to that. But the actual ride itself. See, what I thought was cool about it was the whole concept that you're a crash test dummy, and you're doing the all the different things they do to test cars. I I thought it was well done. So we'll see. Yeah, and then you know, of course, New Fantasyland. That yeah, that Um, that would be high in my list to see. Now will the Little stupid mine train be done by the time you get there? I don't think so. It's not due to be open until February. That's February. Okay, so so I, I, I don't even think we'll see any kind of soft, soft opening. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm real curious on that. So give me some good. And, and we, okay. And we, we, ta- we talked about going to the Be Our Guest restaurant, you know, jammed, yeah. jammed, jammed. By the time oh. we, you know, uh, bought plane tickets and for sure we're going, that's when we started booking rooms and uh, sure. not rooms, but uh, dining reservations. No way. I have jammed. a feeling that's going to be jammed for a while because, you know, all if, if, if when I saw the announcement, you know, whatever many years ago at D23 and all, I mean, uh, I mean, practically adults fawning and crying over the, the announcement of all the, the meet and greets and the restaurants and the whole fantasy land thing. I'm like, Oh my God, this is, you know, this is pathetic, but and I'll ride. I'll ride Mermaid to see you know how it compares sure. to. I, I actually heard it's it, at least guys I knew told me it would be the same exact ride, just the queue and exterior would be different. But I, oh, I, yeah. it's got I'm the, not anybody who's actually ridden it, got, so I'm curious. It's got that interactive queue. And I might, I might do Dumbo just to see what the how the whole thing works. Yeah, right? yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. Interesting. So. Those are your kind of big things you want to see. I'm just trying to think what else. I'm, uh, now, have you ever been to Animal Kingdom at night? No. I think we no. talked about this before. You I, there? I've I only keep, been able to do it once. I keep trying to, but... It, it, will it work out this time? I'll tell you. It's Okay, so you know the two, the, two, <laughs> the two days it's open late for sure were blocked. Oh. So let's see. On the, so on the 5th, it closes at 8. Oh, so that's that's Sunday the fifth, but that's the last day for Osborne Lights. So, oh, well, and then and then on the sixth it closes. You've seen at Osborne six. Lights. Yeah, but we like that. We like to get our picture done. So yeah, right. the one night, the one day that it's open late that we're allowed to be there is Sunday the fifth. It's open till eight. The rest of our trip there it closes at six. Uh, you know, if there's any way you can even get an hour, and it's it's a really cool park in there. And there's no extra magic nighttime extra magic hours, with the exception of our first night there, which is Epcot. And oh, and then our and then that Sunday is also Epcot. Yeah, I've heard I've heard some complaints about the cutback on those, and you know, I, I and I don't know, you know, because I remember going back in the days when the park was open and the park was closed, and there were no extra hours and. Like I say, when Mark and yeah, I went, but they were open longer. They well, no, they closed at. Six. Mark and I didn't know what to do at All six. Oh, true, true. Okay, my trip I, in eight, no, my trip Mark, in nineteen ninety, yeah, Magic Kingdom closed at six. I do remember that. And we didn't have a car; we couldn't rent. We were too young to rent. And now, when Richard and I went uh, with Karen in eighty six, 
Still, though, Richard, do you even remember the, they were there in the summer, so the park probably closed at 12 or 1. Um, Epcot, I don't even remember how late Epcot was. Epcot open. closed at 9. Yeah. So, I mean, it just it is what it is. And you found things to do either at your hotel or you, yeah, well, you, probably know, you, you crashed so you could get up early in the morning and exactly you know order room service it took two or three hours to get there and <laughs> get late to the park. you know whatever you know <laughs> do what you gotta do you know um <laughs> oh, what, who's he dissing there richard <laughs> gee i wonder who who's he ever dissing <laughs> he, ha- he hasn't done that in a long time but you have even he admitted that he couldn't believe how long uh yeah. that was taken it, it was unreal for a pair of scrambled eggs, some bacon, and toast. <laughs> it, was, it was pathetic. I, I figured, oh, I, you know, I'm up, I'm moving, you know, we're going to, we got showers, we got things, you know, uh, Karen's going to be putting on makeup, whatever, doing hair in, in the high humidity and all. I, I got a good 30 minutes here. Okay, <laughs> I'll order something real fast. He also missed. Well, yeah, I had a good thirty yeah. minutes, and it kept going, and, and now everybody's done, and they're all looking at me. And it's like, well, yeah, it was about darn, doggone close to ninety minutes, I think. All right, but anyways, we're not big breakfast people anyway, so you know, to me, it was no big deal. Uh, hey, <laughs> breakfast is the way to start the day. That's what they say, but uh, I think it's overrated. But you can have breakfast any time of day, you know. At Jack in the Box. Yeah, who says you have to have it at 9 in the morning when you can have it at 12 in the afternoon? My son uh, has it every time we go to Jack in the Box, regardless of what time it is. Who does? My son. Oh, does he? Go to he Jack in the Box in the middle of the night. Oh, can I have breakfast? Sure, stoner. That's what I like about Denny's. You, know, you can have breakfast <laughs> I love those commercials. <laughs> have you had one of those meals? Those midnight meals? No, yeah. stoner meals, no. The stoner meals, they're actually rather good. What, I gotta say, they're they? really good. I haven't seen this commercial. Dude, it's <laughs> it's commercial for Jack in the Box late night snacks, right? And it shows stoners sitting around being getting the munchies. <laughs> Just, nice. And and it shows like they have this one that has a Jack in the Box puppet sitting next to the guy on the couch. Oh, and I'm, they're yeah. just sitting there going and he goes, Well, let's go get something to eat. And you see just see the Jack in the Box puppet just Goes float flying up, float straight up, up yeah. in the air. He goes, "Come on!" And the other guy goes, "But I can't fly. Not with that attitude. You can't." <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. They're awesome. Right. Oh, funny. Um, let's think if there's any other questions about. No, your I, I'm a car. Or are you just dealing with the Magical Express? And... No, Magical Express. This is all seriously. This is all shoestring. This is. Just staying in the bubble the entire well, time. That comes with your room, so you're you're driving, you're getting a rental car or something, then, huh? No, no rental. So how are you getting there? Magic Express. Oh, I thought you said you're. Not, it's shoestring. You're not doing that. You meant no, no. Car, not yeah, the Magic yeah, Express. yeah. No, it's Magical Express free. It, it... I've been waiting for the day when they start charging for that because it is a convenient service, and they're sucking up. You know, well, you know how much. I mean, they're making good profits, but you know that that's a. It's built. It's got to be just built into the price. But I, I thought, what you because remember when that first came out, that was like, you know, yes. we're testing it. We're testing it. Yeah, and this thing that is for our guests, and I thought eventually that you know that's going to be an extra twenty five bucks or an extra fifty bucks because what's it got? You know, the first time, I don't, I don't know if I even knew those were there, and I just automatically uh, got a town car. I bet yeah. you. I'll bet you that if if airlines weren't charging for bags already. <laughs> God. I bet you, you they would. The articles of what the some of the fees are raising uh, start of the first of the year. 
No. It makes you not want to fly. I mean, it's just, it's getting crazy depending on which airline you're on. Um, really? It's just pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. It was just an article was on. It was in LinkedIn. I think someone had LinkedIn in from uh, something else. In fact, you know, that reminded me. There was, um, did you see, are we are we done with Disney World? Pretty much. I, I had this... one real quick question. What time are you supposed to be uh, landing there in Orlando? Orlando, excuse me. I'll tell you. As long, let me just flip open the good old itinerary trip here. App, yes. Come on. See, it sounds like you're doing what Karen and I have decided, you know, to do if we ever get to go again, is drop the whole, you know, uh, red eye. Fly out there so you lose a day. So what? Just go to downtown Disney, have a nice dinner, and then start the next day. We arrive in Orlando at 5.22 p.m. Well, that's not too bad. That's that's really a good time. The reason I ask is because the last time we went, we flew out of Palm Springs. What time do you take off out of uh, San Diego? 7.55 a.m. Oh, there, there, there's where you have a big plus factor. We left at... At 10.30 or 11 in the morning. Oh, well, that's too late. And as a result, we didn't land. We were scheduled to land like 9.45. We oh, didn't land until about 10 o'clock. And at 10 o'clock, you had to carry your bags no, to the bag. bus. Yes, they put yes. The bag, you put the bags under the bus. I mean, you still had the whole service to go out to the hotels, but you had to go carry it in. By the time we get into our hotel, it's 12.30 in the morning. And we're starving because, well, we're still on California time sure. where it's 9 o'clock at night. And fortunately for us, that's when we had uh, the pizza dude arrived and couldn't find the people that wanted the pizza. So he had three pizzas he needed to get rid of. I bought all three pizzas for large pizzas for nice. $5 a pop. <laughs> well, I'll what, t- where, did the, where did those pizzas come from? Because if they're the ones that we've ordered, they're like you know driving pizzas. They they were uh, what do you say cardboard some tomato sauce yeah I want to I want to say were, they were either I want to say they're uh, Domino's I think either Domino's or uh, Pizza Hut now you, Richard now one thing that you actually don't realize you that worked out for you because Mike is the only one that I know that's had what I would call a negative experience with Magic Express so far because we've always done the red eye we haven't on those trips have not had to take our bags uh the first time but what because mike showed up that one time late you didn't get your bags forever yes we got when you carry your own bag see and i actually i think the last two times i went i told them that um i wasn't sure if i was going to take the magic express because i thought a friend might be meeting me so what that did was it allowed me to keep my luggage and i just went and claimed it and and then took it to the bus myself because I don't care if I have to carry it because the nice thing is you know it's going to be in your room yes. versus waiting for all that transportation that sometimes isn't the quickest thing in the world. No, our our second trip there is what you're referring to. We got I think we landed nine eight thirty nine and I, our bag showed up at like one a.m. I that was bad. If so I remember correctly, I was warned ahead of time when I was making the reservations. When we I was might, to we the, might have told you, you just carry your own bags. It's worth it because well, you're no, only I, carrying them from the, the the carousel to the bus. No big deal, you know. Well, yeah, I, then, I was told, I was warned by I think the person I was making the reservations that because of the time of the flight, I might want to oh, just pick up the bags myself because I was given the bands to 
put on the luggage the yellow tags and i did yeah. not and i did not put the bands on the bu- luggage because i was told don't bother because mm-hmm. it's just the timing was just wrong I, I would either get it at two in the morning or i won't get it until like 10 a.m the next day well the, yeah the magical express I, website now tells you if your flight arrives after 10 pick up your bags yeah i think what i do now is you know those yellow the last few times the yellow ones come in i've only used it to send my bags back not when i you know fly out or you know fly there only when i fly back and then let them take care well, of it we're the other we're probably going to check one bag as it is well if you know you're not was, eat it you know it's like you know great 25 yeah, but, bucks so yeah i know I, I know i know it makes you start to rethink how you want to travel and what you want to pack and and all that and shoot fedex things back if you have to i mean it's just um i know a guy that when he goes to hawaii and I, when he was telling me what he was doing, I'm like, dude, you know, they do have stores over in Hawaii. But what he would always do is he would um, FedEx over like a case of water, all this kind of stuff to his room or to the hotel. So stuff would be waiting for him. Oh, and that's that's so he well, wouldn't have to travel with him. You know, that's exactly what we did, too. Uh, about a week before uh, we left for Florida, Karen had this big, nice care package and she uh shipped it over to the hotel and when we were checking in that night uh she was asking did you get any mail for us and the guy goes you know it's the night shift guys they don't really don't deal with that he went look you know sure here here's this package for us and brought us a box and so that gave us some extra snacks and drinks that night when we uh were there at one in the morning yeah that makes some good sense yeah it actually does okay what i wanted to move on to and i don't know if you guys had heard this but uh, did you know that Disney and Jerry Bruckheimer are ending their long-time partnership? I have heard no. that. Wait, partnership for what? Well, uh, production, film production. So it says Walt a lot Disney of uh, Bruckheimer stuff has been. Jerry's oh, up. you mean like no more, no more pirates? Yeah, will not renew their first look deal when it expires in 2014, ending a relationship that resulted in 27 movies and lasted more than 20 years. Um, of course, the costly tentpole summer disaster uh, called the Lone, <laughs> Lone Ranger, Ranger. <laughs> was a big disappointment. But um, the article that I had said, were they swapping Bruckheimer for somebody else? Now, this I had to search and try to find the article again, and this isn't the same one. But um, they were just mentioning, yeah, you know, he's going away, but someone else... They felt like someone else was coming in, and now I can't find that same article. Um, speaking of the, speaking of someone else coming in, while you're looking for that, yeah, you know, Iger has announced that he's not long for the company, right? I had not heard that, but it wouldn't surprise me. I want to say it was, I don't know if it was 2013 or 2012. He dropped the hint that you know I'm not going to be here much longer than three or four more years. So I, I'm wondering, who's the replacement? Well, you know, I I have this idea that it might be Mr. Lassiter. I don't picture that. Because he's not business sense savvy enough? No. um, I'm just not picturing him. What do you want to say? Play nicely? uh, There's a lot of people that just see him still as an outsider. Ah. Okay. Well, who could could you see? Jay? Rizzullo? No. Yeah. Stags, Actually, I could, could, go, I could Rizzullo. picture Jay Rizzullo. I could picture Jay Rizzullo going into But the it. board is smart. If they want to keep it internal, it'll be Stags before Rizzullo. But John Lasseter's name is executive producing a lot of stuff. 
just well, like yeah, just like dear old Walt used to. Well, yeah, but there's a difference in. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Just you know, his name is on on everything. When they break ground on anything that's got any kind of Pixar uh, tie-in, he's there. Well, that's because that's his baby, and you know, he's got to be seen, you know, pimping his stuff. I agree. I'm just saying it raises his. Uh, well, it raises awareness. Yeah, I guess if you were looking for a charismatic leader versus. Um, you know, like a Walt type leader, because even if if I remember right, Rich, you can correct me, because I, I, uh, there was a time when Walt wasn't even chairman of the board. I mean, he technically is Disney, but, you know, uh, he still needed board approval for things. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons why Disney Disneyland got built, right? Or the way it did, because the board was right. not cooperative. So, um, you know, if you wanted somebody just as like a this big, fancy, creative head um, that could be, let's say, another Michael Eisner where he's always in front the of the face, table. The face, the uh, face, yeah, yeah. While the president actually ran the company or make him the president. Because now I think there's something in the bylaws that keeps the CEO and the president as two separate individuals to prevent another in-the-term Eisner-type thing developing. Anyway, it was just, uh, just a, uh, a thought bubble about uh, his name showing up on a lot of stuff that's not strictly Pixar anymore. Oh, here it is. Um, here's the article I was looking for. It's like, uh, why'd you send me a picture? I didn't send you anything. I just sent it. Oh, Oh. it says why Paramount and Disney traded Jerry Bruckheimer for Indiana Jones. Bruckheimer. So that's Lucas. Okay. Well, partly Lucas, unless they want to buy the other half of that out. Right. Because it's, it would be Lucas and, uh, um, Spielberg Spielberg on that. That's a half and half thing. Right. Or was it totally owned by Lucas? Well, Lucas is a producer. But... Which they should have got it anyways. Maybe what they're getting is distribution rights and all that. But here's where it goes. See, okay. Uh, so we already talked about the um, the first look deal that he's they're dropping. It said, several hours later, Paramount basically sold the future distribution rights to the Indiana Jones franchise to Disney, much in the same fashion that they sold the distribution rights to their Marvel characters to Disney back in 2011 after Disney bought the Marvel comics. So though that was a Lucasfilm production, it must, the uh, distribution rights must've been owned by it's Paramount. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which and is, which is know, why we can't, well, I was going to say one of the reasons finish, why finish your thought. Well, well no, what I was going to say is um, I think just a lot of people are over, analyzing this whole Bruckheimer thing. Bruckheimer's in his seventies. He's I think he's ready to retire and maybe just, you know, play producer emeritus on a couple sure of things. He's that old. He doesn't look that old. All right, now I gotta, gotta, gotta fact check. Sorry. Okay. You're, you're that one's look. easy to that one's easy to, to you uh, do that while I'm looking at this article. What were you gonna fi- finish your thought though, uh Mike, you started to say something. Uh oh rights to Indiana Jones uh, might be one of the reasons why we can't see Harrison Ford's face. Yeah, I've wondered about that. Um, uh, it says, now, cheeky headlines aside, these two events aren't explicitly connected. I'm sure Paramount didn't trade Indiana Jones to Disney for Jerry Bruckheimer and a first-round draft pick. Once Disney bought Lucasfilm, it was only a matter of time before Disney snagged Indy 2. But I'd rather argue these choices, along with this, the decision to produce a Jack Reacher sequel, say volumes about what kind of studio Paramount wants to be compared to what Disney wants or Disney has become. 
So, you know, it's um, it's interesting. It says Disney basically wants to make nothing but four quadrant tentpole movies all year round, with little room for anything smaller than the would be Oscar bait like Saving Mr. Banks and occasional sports dramas. Um, so you know, it's hard to say. They they've been lose their tentpoles have been more like easy ups because they they really haven't <laughs> done very well on some of their tent poles lately i mean the oz the great and powerful didn't do that well i it was an interesting movie but you know just didn't do that well a lot of people are worried about what may become a star wars under disney and um uh, uh the director i'm dropping his name right at the moment jj abrams jj abrams um, so, you know, it, it, I guess only time will tell, but Disney has not had a good track record the last year or two in films. So, so did you find out how old he was? Yes, he turned 70 just this last September. God, he does not look 70. Oh, Unless my word. Do you mean I was actually right on something for once? <laughs> oh, he's Holy just, shit. Just, <laughs> okay, he said he's just turning 70. Just you turned 70. September 21st, 1943 is his birthday. So he turned 70 oh. three months ago. He's a young-looking 70, or they're recycling really old pictures. Good good job there, Richard. Yeah. Thank you very you much. pulled one out of your ass. Well, are... <laughs> it's not just me. Yeah, let so... me tell you how sore it is right now, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to sit on the door. Don't want to go there. Don't want to yeah. go there. <laughs> Please don't Thank go. you. I don't want you to go there, either. <laughs> um, <laughs> Navy man, you. Um Jerry Bruckheimer just had a book signing. He uh, just released a book. It's a nice coffee table book called uh, Jerry Bruckheimer, 40, Fe- 40 Years in Film. God, it just doesn't seem like that long. I know. You don't You don't think about it. Um, and which I did buy a copy of the book, and I did have him sign it for me. Nice. So, so where was he doing the signing at? Like a local Barnes & Noble or something? No. Very local. Take a look at that picture I just sent you. Disneyland. Oh, I didn't look at that picture. It was at Disneyland, Disneyland. yeah. Oh, really? So, right right that, before he ended his deal, huh? <laughs> yeah. So, hence the reason, you know, 40 years in the film, and, um, you know, he's he's there where, do you really want to commit yourself to five more years? I mean, even five years. Do you really want to commit yourself to doing the next five years, you know, drudging and going through all the problems? Or, you know, at 70, do you want to kind of, kick back take it easy and say you know make the deal once you know when when you feel like it and start enjoying the good life i'm just thinking the whole reason why the uh deal is not made is because i i'm sure bruckheimer's just wants to sit back and uh enjoy some of the good life and just have fun with it rather than have to be you know be doing it as a business now well this deal sounded like it was more like a first look i mean he's still got to deal with paramount so what what but it sounds like, you know, Disney had the right, the first right of refusal to do a movie with him. It's not like he's getting out of the business or they were, or it sounds like they wanted, you know, X amount of movies out of him a year. But I would say you're you're probably right. Why, you know, it's 70 and I still have a hard time looking at him going, he's 70. Um, you, you don't have to work, but he only works because he loves to make movies, I would guess. You know. Oh, yeah. Very, uh, uh, the reading his book was rather interesting on. Uh, where when he started his background, getting involved with Don Simpson. Um, yeah, I remember he died. I was surprised. Don't, that- don't forget his name is on 
uh, producing credits for a bunch of TV series as well. Well, that's what I was Oh, doing. yeah, including yeah. one of my favorite shows. Which is? Amazing Race. That's right. I'd say the guy with the goatee looks older than Bruckheimer. Oh, oh. The, <laughs> the entire The entire CSI is his. <laughs> Boy, how sloppy those security costumes yeah. become. Tell me about it. They, they like sticking out all over the place. I was about to say those pens need to go somewhere else, huh? Yeah, really. It, it <laughs> look, look a little sloppy there. But that's a big book. A is that nice hard book. cover or is it a soft cover? Very hard cover. How much? Because it looks like it's flexing in the middle. That's why it looks like a soft cover. It's uh, $60. <laughs> oh. Okay. Amazon price, thirty nine ninety five. <laughs> I'd pay 60 bucks to get it signed. Sure. Wow. That's nice. When when was this? Just uh recently you said? December fourteenth. December fourteenth. Look at uh. the picture. Come on. That's called deduction. It was he's taken not, at two o'clock in the afternoon. Deduction. I didn't even read that. I just clicked on the accept and opened it. Oh my it gosh. Up. Okay. So. He's not very good at deduction, <laughs> okay. Mike. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't know he uh, worked. He uh, he was the worked on the CSI thing. Yeah, all of them, all three He's of them. Producer. Well, you know, you, somebody was questioning that. I forgot what link or what group I was in, because you know J.J. Abrams' name is like everywhere right now in all kinds of series, and people were questioning, you know, how much can one guy actually do? You know, and this, you might say the same with Bruckheimer. You, got, you know, CSI on every station practically, or some version of CSI. You know, how much can one guy? actually um you know commit to all these different things you know because some people just get credit because they worked on the first show or it was their idea and they don't touch it or they put up the money or they put up the money uh you know something like that um so yeah i kind of wonder but uh um i still can't get over 40 and you know that old i just you hope to look that good right yeah yeah Oh, I, I can dye my hair reddish too. All right, boys. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to discuss? Uh, I can't. Uh, hey, uh, I, I just noticed of... one little goodie from the mailbag here. <laughs> Probably something we've talked about. If you're just noticing it. No. Uh, did we talk about parade floats? We were talking about the uh, Christmas yeah. parades. Yes, we did. We talked a lot about it. No, we... there. The question about. Uh, are there any of the old parade floats left? Yes. Yes. That, correct. We that was our dis- asked you those questions because we got the email. We talked about the last episode. Richard. We did talk about. It. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I didn't know he's a producer on American Gigolo. It's wonderful to be connected again, isn't it? Yeah, it is kind of okay. nice to be uh, awesome. be able to get mail again. Well, you know what's funny because I don't think of things like um, Top Gun being what thirty years ago, or coming up. 86. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I saw that when I was in the Air Force. And I don't, you know, when I actually look at the years, I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't feel like it's been 30 years ago. So when you start looking no, it at doesn't. Things, you know, you, you see, yeah, that guy's been doing stuff since then. It's like, wow. Uh, one, I did tell you one of the guys in my uh, veterans group, he's a Tomcat pilot. He was in Top Gun uh, at the very end. He was a Tomcat the- what? Pilot. Pilot. Oh. Aviator. Okay. Is that what yes. you want to hear? Yes. Uh-huh. Um, pilot drives riverboats and barges. He, he called himself a pilot. So. <laughs> uh, 
Got to um, talk down to the to the people that don't understand. Yeah, the nicest guy in the world. It's like he only was looking for work because he had to some second wife and kids. I don't know what the thing was, but the funniest, nicest guy. But he said, "Yeah, we were, you know, they were filming that stupid movie. What was it? He said, oh, Top Gun. You know that one with Tom Cruise." I'm like, "Yeah, I know that." And he says, "Yeah, they had this like graduation thing, and they just needed some people to fill the background, so they said, put on your whites and get over there." And that's <laughs> how he ends up in the background of. Uh, hey, well, you know, so could be worse. Well, Richard, you said you said one little thing I forgot to ask you because I, I kept looking just in case. In Saving Mr. Banks, I know you said you'd done some standbys or something when they were filming. Um, were you actually in the background anywhere or was it pretty no. controlled of who they had in the backgrounds? Uh, they had complete control of who's in the background. I actually didn't do any of the standbys. The closest I got to it was when they were doing the main entrance sequence, which was at about 5.36 in the morning. I'm standing over at the entrance of California Adventure, just walking through Buena Vista Street and walk up there to take a look through the gate and watch them film and then move on and go oh, do I the thing I was supposed you to You actually did some escorting or standbying for this thing. No, I, d- I didn't do anything on that. Uh, oh, oh, I thought you did. Uh, the only thing I did was about nine months prior was when they were going through figuring out what they were going to shoot and what they were going to, and I had about 40 people with production. Uh, I walked with them through several of the areas, and that was it. That must have been what it was. I knew there was something where you said you you know, were um, doing something with it. Yeah, I walked with them for a short bit, but that was about about six to nine months before the production. That's when I was telling you guys last year about this movie coming up, and you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Well, now this is what I what the hell. Well, yeah, you kept saying I was talking about yeah, was this movie. The, the title didn't make any sense. Correct, it didn't. I remember thinking that as well. Uh, what does that got to do with Walt Disney? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know because you know uh, the way you explain it. Sometimes you, you you know what you're explaining, but you've left out a few words here and there. Um, well, Jer- let's see. I said Saving Mr. Banks is the story about Walt Disney trying to get the rights to make Mary Poppins. Oh, I don't remember all those words, but. Karen did that to me. She was calling Vincent tonight going, it's out the door. We're not going here. It's out the door. I'm like, you might say the line's out the door because I can't, I know what you're talking about. And it still doesn't make any sense. And I guess Vincent on the other end was going, what are you talking about? What's out? It's out the door. It's nice. (laughs) It's like, okay. You know, you gotta be, don't drop out those words, you know? All right, boys. I'll have fun in your trip. Uh, Yeah. Bon voyage. Safe trip. Thank you very much. You don't have to buy me anything this time. I've been there, so you okay, know. cool. <laughs> I, I just, I just like the pictures. Just show me the pictures. Okay. You did so well with what you brought back from Europe. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that high dollar. <laughs> you know, well, sorry. <laughs> well, I, it is what it is. I guess yeah, they just don't have all the things uh, I they used to. You know. Oh well. You know, when one of our guys went to Tokyo the first time, brought you know all those things that you know you'd expect to find. You found, he found. I, who knows? Maybe Tokyo's the same way now. For all we know, you can get so. Duffy the Bear stuff from there. Sure, I'm, who cares? Uh, so, shall we wish our listeners a happy New Year? Sure, sure. Happy New Year. Here, sure. let me let me start out the goodbye music. Yeah, sounds good. Something like that. So, thanks for uh, joining us as our. Our first year back, 20-some-odd episodes in. And uh, I'm sure it's we'll nice. see you around. And with that, I'm going to say goodnight, boys. Yeah, goodnight. Goodnight. night. Good night.